Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So while the administration tries to tell us that everything's fine, just fine with the economy, we've got the Dow down nearly 200 points. But recession? There's no recession on the horizon. What, what, what kind of crazy nonsense, ridiculousness is that? What the, you think that, you think that somehow and some way uh, everything's not absolutely perfect what's wrong with you why do you listen to those terrible awful republicans this uh, this whole day can be described between what we're told and what we know to be true and the argument that has to now be engaged is why don't we voice what we know to be true We know that the economy is not in a good place. Yet why do we listen to an administration that can be basically summed up as... Remain calm. All is well. All is not well. All is not well at all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. There's a series of pieces of legislation that are working their way through that have got a a fair amount of issues with them. I've got things on on, uh, chips. Of course, there's a conversation. There's always seems to be a conversation about chips and and how we go about it. The bill to boost U.S. chip production um, has gone through uh, a Senate committee. It's going to be $52 billion in funding for U.S. companies producing computer chips. This is about competitiveness with China. Is the bill everything we want it to be? Or is this one of these things that says, hey, this is going to help? And bloop, it goes right through and, and we don't have a, a, a good answer. But we know we need to increase our own levels of production here. I want to engage all of that. But I am, I am, I am stymied. I am stymied because of Dr. Fauci. I know, you weren't expecting that. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. And this commentary that he said over there at thehill.com about his view on restrictions. We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60% of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms, either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then, the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing or what have you. That is Anthony Fauci making the statement that if he could have, if he had done what 
he thought was really necessary. I guess he, he knew more than, than he knows now. He would have undoubtedly pushed for greater restrictions. And at that moment, you realize that the people who learn nothing are proud of it. It's a frightening moment. I get it. I'm there. I first uh, saw this audio, I, th- I think, th- th- it wasn't just last night, uh, this morning, I think it came across last night, I-, I don't 100% remember, and I said, dear goodness, gosh, what a bit of thing to hear. That there's simply no actual introspection that rational people engage in. But who here is rational when they're ideological? When your job is this? How could you ever say there might have been a better way? The guys over at National Review got a pretty solid piece on the CHIPS legislation. Questioning whether or not it actually engages our ability to properly compete with China. We agree we need to build computer chips. We agree that it's important that we need to be able to provide these things as we've got millions of cars just sitting in, in, after factories that can't be sold because they don't have the chips. We don't argue that this isn't important. Does this legislation do it? That should be the thing we're talking about. No, we can't because we have a leadership that not only will not learn from its mistakes, is proud of them. How do we expect things to get better if we don't start with a baseline clearing of the house? Clearing out of the madness and the maddening people. Let's start with a baseline. Anyone who doesn't think that lockdowns did more harm than good is unserious. They are an unserious person. They are a dangerous person who believes in the harms of adults and children alike. It's what they believe. It is absolutely what they believe. They believe that we are better off as a society when we sit at home, wear our government-appointed gray garb, and await further instruction. This is what they believe. Lockdowns damaged the economy. Lockdowns damaged people's lives. Lockdowns took away freedom. Lockdowns brought about an unbelievable gap in our kids' education that may not be recovered. Some kids will recover. We should be clear about that. There's always two sides of the bell curve. Some kids will never, ever recover. And some kids are simply going to be behind the curve. In a world where math and science mean so much, these aren't good things. But this is what happens when we allow an education system to be run by unions and not by parents. This is why parents are fighting back. And this is why parents are labeled by the Department of Justice as domestic terrorists cheered by the teachers union that writes the rules about when kids can come back to school vis-a-vis COVID. Listen to how all that connects. How are we possibly supposed to pay attention to a semiconductor bill going through the Senate when we have this base issue to concern ourselves with? Cheering 
lockdowns, cheering the idea of government control, cheering the idea that they know what's best for you and you must comply. Damn! Let me tell you, this is no way to start a radio show. Good Lord! This is, this is as, as, as nitty-gritty as I can do. We have a society that was thankful that they were told what to do by their government. A society, for the first time, I think, for many of us, in our own memories, that we saw the citizenry, which is the government of, by, and for the people, say, nah, we'll take overlords. Not all of us did. Of course not all of us did. Look who I'm talking to. Not all of us did. But too many did. And a press that gladly and proudly went along. Churches and synagogues that went along. Oh, we can't gather for services? We can't gather for mass? Okay. We won't gather. Oh, if we gather, you'll take our license plates down? All right, we won't gather. Instead of telling the federal government to go straight to hell, we're going to gather, we're going to meet, you're not in charge of our religious freedom, end of list. Now, someone could say, I'm not going. Because I don't think it's safe. That is a far cry. A far, far cry from being told you cannot gather. To engage religious freedom, which exists even in a pandemic. The idea that there was a moment in America where the church door was not open to those who need help is an abomination. Some good your teachings did you. You wouldn't stand up to a government. You wouldn't stand up to tyranny. Tell the governor to go straight to hell. Doesn't matter which governor, by the way. Anybody who said you can't have your church doors open, nope. We accepted lockdowns and we accepted the abuse of our children. And then we saw the photos of adults with no masks, but kids forced into masks. And some of us asked, what the bloody hell is this? And the unions told us it was to protect the teachers. I'm not interested in protecting the teachers. Not at the expense of harming our kids. I choose our kids over the teachers. Just just to put that out there, just leave it, boom. That's not even being anti-teacher. I'm just saying I rank the things, I choose the kids. I'll teach them. I'll teach my own kids. You think we've, we've proven by now how bad the education system is in the United States? Because it's not about the student, it's about the teacher, it's about the union, it's about the benefits, it's about the this and the that, and certainly not about the kid? We've proven it. Wait till we see as kids start to go back to school as as August is around the corner. In some places, the kids go back to school in August, which always freaks me out. Growing up in Jersey, we went back to school in September. Going back in August blows my mind. Still, to this day, it's just very strange. Wait till we start seeing some schools because of BA5. Well, if your child's not vaccinated, we can't let them back in school. They'll be forced into masks or something like that. Break the union, fire the administrators next.
And that is the way a lot of us feel. But there's this other group of people. This Dr. Fauci, Fauciian group of people who believe that in a moment of crisis, rights disappear and the right people must do the right thing. They believe they're the right people and they believe they're doing the right thing. But they're not the right people. And the right thing is never going against the Constitution or the rights of the people. Can't be. By definition, it cannot be the right thing. So this bill, this semiconductor bill, this has to get discussed. But how could one come close to it when we are still dealing with the Faucian reality that there are these elitists who believe they are in charge of us and they want to still be. Man, it should be a lot easier than this to be an American. We're supposed to be the fi- fighting the enemies from without, not within, but the founding fathers knew this. They knew that problems could arise domestically. They understood that you have to have a citizenry that is aware, that is focused, that recognizes that freedom is not free and every generation must be one anew. Because it must. What we lost in COVID is greater than we give ourselves knowledge of. And what was lost for us, for others, was something found. And they, if given their opportunity, if they had their druthers, they would do it again. We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms, either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then, the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing or what have you. I don't believe this is a look into the past and trying to engage a little M&M and, 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 and recognize where they could have done better. This is a look into the future. Vote proper come November, won't you? I'm Tony Katz. Seems that Alyssa Farah, Alyssa Farah Griffin, she's going to get the spot on The View. I can't believe if she beat me out. I thought I was a shoo-in. I know what you're saying, Tony. You're not a woman. <laughs> Who can define what a woman is? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on? Uh, she uh, served uh, under uh, Vice President Pence and was uh, his uh, comms person. I then uh, went over to do uh, strategic work uh, for uh, President Trump, Director of Strategic Communication in 2020. She resigned in December of, of, of 2020. 
and is now a, a critic of, of Trump. And people are like, well, you're not allowed to escape what you did. You're responsible. and There's no forgiveness for you. I'm surprised they gave her the job. Can you imagine? I, I assume that her job on the show is uh, to get flogged every day for an hour for supporting Trump and just constant apologies. Right? It's 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 uh your your room 101 session every single day. I assume that's that's what the gig is. I assume that's what she'll have to deal with. But hey, the money's good and you got to create a career somehow. Um she was always extremely nice to me. I always greatly appreciated it. Um I don't know what what this is. I have no idea what to make of this. I can't tell you that she's a conservative in 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 any way shape or form. Can't tell you that. I don't I don't she we might agree on one or two things uh politically but it's it's to watch this for the job? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm uh I'm maybe I'm just, you know, putting putting too much on it. But what you would want on that show is somebody who could actually engage and and fight and sh- I don't think she's going to do that. They desperately need someone who will engage and fight. That's that's important. It's important to uh, in, in 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 debate if you're going to have one of those kinds of shows to have people who agree and disagree and are able to share their thoughts. Does anybody believe that on the View you could share a thought? Of course not. Of course no one believes it. Of course no one believes that 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 anybody who is the conservative on that show would ever get an opportunity to share. That's what makes the show so not worthwhile because they're pretending to play a game. Me, I don't I don't pretend to play that game. I don't play it. It just doesn't work for me. I don't want it. But you shouldn't do the thing that you're not. And the view pretends. And I guess they found their pretender. I mean, I wish her well. I hope she makes a lot of money, but I also hope she's actually willing to stand up because we haven't seen that yet. What's going on with the economy? That's up next. I'm Tony Katz. So a follow-up to the conversation with Dr. Matt Will, who I greatly appreciate. Love when he's on the show. CNBC reporting. Nearly half of all Americans are falling deeper in debt as inflation continues to boost costs. That's that's what it says. That's exactly what it says. Now, compare this 
This headline, nearly half of all Americans are falling deeper in debt as inflation continues to boost costs. Compare that to this comment from the Secretary uh, of the Treasury, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. But you don't see any of the signs now. A a recession is a broad-based contraction that affects many sectors of the economy. We just don't have that. Consumer spending remains solid. Um, It's continuing to grow. Um, output, industrial output, grown in uh, five of the six la- uh, most recent months. Um, credit quality remains very strong. Household balance sheets are generally in good shape. But inflation is way too high. Household balance sheets are generally in good shape is what she said on the Sunday shows. And this week, nearly half of all Americans are falling deeper in debt as inflation continues to boost costs. So which one is it? Are the balance sheets in good shape or not? And I would argue they're not in good shape. I would argue that Janet Yellen was not honest and clear. No, she was clear. She wasn't honest. I would argue that Janet Yellen was involved in a bit of wish casting. What she hopes to be true, just like the redefining, is how they hope people don't pay attention. They're doing it. They're the ones doing this. Not taking responsibility for their actions. I thought Biden was going to be the guy who took responsibility. I was wrong, and so were 81 million others. (laughs) I'm Tony Katz.